homily for the first Sunday of Advent. St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks, November 28th, 2021. Well, just like that, folks, we've dived into another liturgical season. <clears throat> After many months of ordinary time, a period that seems to run so long, this weekend we begin the season of Advent. Actually, we also begin a whole new liturgical year. New hymnals are installed in the pews and waiting to be used. And here in the sanctuary, we see the familiar symbol of the Advent wreath. Following the homily, I will pray a blessing upon the candles of this wreath. The use of candlelight was more essential in the times of our ancestors as they coped with the short hours of daylight before electricity, but we understand well enough the meaning this symbol communicates. Each shining candle's flame indicates that the feast of the birth of Christ is soon approaching. The one who first entered the world in Mary's womb through the Holy Spirit will be seen in Bethlehem. There is a definite character of joy throughout the time of Advent as we anticipate the goodness of the Messiah and see his plan of redemption unfold. However, there's also a modest, even penitential climate to Advent. We are not yet where we truly belong. And in the interim, we have to navigate the dangerous seas of this world. We pray for the wisdom to see the devil's pitfalls as they are, and for the ability not to fall into his traps. The color violet is a gentle reminder that healing and reconciliation are necessary in our lives, if we are to welcome the Christ child properly into our lives in a state of grace. But before we get there, the church has another more immediate purpose behind this brief season of Advent. Jesus promised his disciples that he would come back and take us to himself, so that where he is, we also shall be. How easy it is for us to lose sight of this promise. Immersed as we are in our families, our work, the bills we have to pay, and everything else going on, then add on to all that the Christmas shopping, travel plans, and all the rest. Like most of you, my schedule as a priest swells with all sorts of extra, extra commitments in the month of December. Moments of downtime to pray, study, or relax seem harder to come by. How can we make the most of this season in the church year? Well, this coming year we will hear gospel readings almost exclusively from St. Luke. And today he gives us this tip. Beware that your hearts do not become drowsy. How many of you have come to this point in the year and are telling yourselves, Yes, my heart has become drowsy. In fact, if that's the case for you pretty much every year at this time, don't be surprised. Our sluggish human hearts will cling to so many stimuli while failing to hear the still, small voice of God. What is this Advent going to look like for you? I'm going to make a suggestion. What if we were to treat these days of Advent like a sort of retreat? Wait a minute, Father, you already mentioned all the extra stuff that goes on over the next month. How are we supposed to do that? Well, I'm not talking about a complete overhaul of one's schedule, 
But what if you were to find 10 to 15 minutes every day to set aside as sacred and use intentionally for God alone? Even that may sound like a lot to ask, but isn't God worth it? There's a temptation many of us can fall into when we think about giving even a little extra time to the Lord. Father, I'm afraid I'm going to run out of time to do what I have to do. Years ago, I came across an undeniable rule. You have all the time that there is. I know it sounds cliche, but it's true. Line up your day beside mine or anyone else's and you'll find they all contain the same 24-hour allotment. May I propose a simple remedy? What unnecessary activity could you remove from your daily routine that would open up a few minutes each day? Two easy targets that would apply to many of us here are social media and YouTube videos. I'm not saying those things are automatically harmful or illegitimate, but there's a big difference between looking in on something and not seeing how we could do without it. The people in your life who need to get a hold of you will still have plenty of ways to get a hold of you. Besides, think about what the Lord can do with your remaining time. I trust we will find that we become more present to our existing obligations and more productive because of what we have first chosen to give to the Lord. As for what we are to do during this time of retreat, many of you I'm sure would have a ready-made answer at hand when it comes to devotions like the Rosary or litanies to the Sacred Heart of Jesus or our Blessed Mother. And more power to you. I might add another simple tool. What if you were to download the readings for Masses during the season of Advent? An internet search of daily Mass readings is one way to, to yield several options for you to choose from. Once you have your readings and a quiet place to reflect, read them several times slowly. Allow your imagination to chase down a rabbit hole here or there of words or themes that strike you. All the while, picture the Holy Spirit whispering reassuringly, Trust that there is something here just for you, just at this moment. He won't pigeonhole you into a corner, but will shed light on what you are reading. If the text is from an Old Testament prophet, examine how his message points the way to the Messiah the people longed for. If the text is from one of the Gospels, place yourself in the scene as though our Lord were speaking only to you. You may not initially come away with a profound or moving experience, but often God's grace causes something to dawn on us later in the day, after it's been knocking around in our noggins for a while. We just need the Holy Spirit to stir it into flame. After four weeks or so of this daily devotional practice, you will have made a mini-Advent retreat that will bring the celebration of Christmas to life with newfound energy. Let's not lose sight of the general purpose of the season of Advent. 
to increase our longing for the coming of Christ. Jesus foretold how those who look forward to his kingdom would see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. What is implied here is that we do not need to act like our own saviors or manufacture the answer we're looking for. The key is to make room in our lives for the coming of Christ and to desire no one and nothing more than him. Let us take our Lord's advice to stand tall and raise our heads because our redemption is close at hand. Amen.